Hey out there, everybody in quarantine land. Welcome to Quarantine Stuff You Should Know. I am your host, AJ Hannenberg, bringing you stories all the way through quarantine. And we are on story eight of the Decameron. If you don't know what any of the things I just said mean, you can go back and listen to my intro to the Decameron. And you can go even further back if you'd like and listen to episodes of our podcast where there are three of us, not just one. And we talk about all sorts of things instead of just telling stories from the Decameron. This is a bit of a holdover because I can't meet with my two fellows to make good content for all of you. So I'm making it myself and just kind of keep in time until we are all free from quarantine. So we are on story eight of day one and I'm just going to jump right in. So because she was right next to Philostrato, Loretta knew that she was next in line. And so when everyone had finished sort of talking about Philostrato's story, she began in. And she said, The preceding story was good, but it reminds me of a story I know about a worthy court entertainer who attacked the cupidity of another very rich merchant in a similar way with similar results. And while it's the same gist... That's no reason for you guys to find it any less pleasing. Now, listener, I don't know if that's true. Usually people want a variety of stories. This is kind of on the same theme generally as the last one, and it's also very short. Maybe Loretta is just not good at stories, and that's okay. So she starts. In Genoa, there was a gentleman named Messer Ermino di Grimaldi, who was reputed by everyone to be the number one richest guy in all of Italy. He exceeded every other Italian in wealth, but he also exceeded all others in avarice, stinginess, and greed. So he would keep his purse tight when it came to entertaining. He wouldn't give out liberally during festivals. He also wouldn't dress very well, even though in Genoa at the time it was the tradition and the style to dress in style. He also wouldn't eat good foods. He would basically deprive himself of every everything in order to simply build his wealth. Everyone knew this, and so they dropped his surname and simply called him Ermino Miser. Well, as he worked to increase his fortune, there arrived in Genoa a good court entertainer named Guiglielmo Borsieri, which, by the way, is the coolest name. I just, I'm a huge fan. He was not like the current court entertainers, And she goes off on this huge diatribe about how current court entertainers are terrible, full of vice and awful people, and court entertainers way back in the day, their job was to arrange marriages and make friends and make peace and keep everyone entertained and praise virtue and make fun of vice and generally be these awesome upstanding folks, even though they weren't rewarded very well. And isn't that terrible because now we have these awful court entertainers. So she goes on for a page and a half about how this there's this huge difference, then realizes she's off on a bit of a rabbit trail and then returns to the story. So Guiglielmo was honored on his arrival, arrival and given a warm welcome to Genoa. He was this great court entertainer. Well, after a few days, he had heard people talk of Messer Ermino's miserliness and avarice. So, naturally, he wanted to meet the man. This guy seems like crazy, greedy miser. Might as well get to know him. Well, Ermino himself had also heard about Guiglielmo Borsieri, the worthy court entertainer, and despite his greed, he still had a spark of gentlemanliness in him, right? There was somewhere deep inside the seed of a gentleman. And so, he welcomed him into his home, they got together, and they started conversation. Well, as they conversed, Ermino led him and some other Genoese around the grounds of his brand new home that he had just built for himself. And after the tour, he said to Guiglielmo, he said, Well, now, Messer Guiglielmo, as someone who's seen and heard a great deal, 
Could you tell me about something that no one has ever seen so that I can have it painted in the great hall of this house of mine? And a little bit taken aback, the entertainer said to him, Sir, I don't think I could tell you about anything that has never been seen before, unless it were a fit of sneezing or something like that. However, if you like, I could certainly tell you about something that I don't believe you yourself have ever seen. Ah, said Ermino, not really expecting the response he was about to get. I beg you to tell me what that is. And without skipping a beat, Guiglielmo replied, Here, have them paint courtesy. Well, that censure kind of hit deep with our poor miser, and he felt a horrible sense of shame. And in that instant, it completely transformed his character, making him into virtually the opposite kind of person as he was before. And he said, Messer Guiglielmo, I will have it painted in such a way that neither you nor anyone else will ever again have just cause to tell me that I have not seen and known it. And he wasn't lying. That was the truth. He became one of the most liberal and affable, sorry, excuse me, the most liberal and affable of gentlemen and entertained foreigners as well as fellow citizens more honorably than anybody else. And he spent his fortune on making everyone generally happy. So a little bit of sass from a court entertainer totally turned around. What what kind of strikes me about this is the similarity to Mr. Scrooge, right? Mr. Scrooge was changed in an evening from a horrible miser. This guy was changed with one sassy quip. So I don't know. If you're a sassy person, maybe you should know that sometimes sass, that can do good in the world. And that's thoughts with AJ for the day. All right. That's it for today. I'll see you guys. Well, you know what? I'm probably going to take a day off tomorrow. It's Easter. And so I'm going to give my myself a one day reprieve here from telling stories. I hope you guys have a wonderful Easter and I will be back on Monday. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>